We've said throughout uh, this season that Advent always arrives somewhere between the fact of dark and the hope of light. Somewhere between sin and sickness, death and depersonalization, and the ever-lingering expectancy that such is not how things should be, or can be, or will be. Indeed, somewhere between the fact of darkness and the hope of light is not only where we are when we start our countdown to Christmas, but who we are. We are the people who walk in darkness as to one degree or another as people have always walked in darkness. Darkness within and darkness without. Not always overwhelming darkness, but darkness seemingly always near. At the same time, never is the darkness complete without or within. Maybe the perpetual flicker of hope delights every human heart, as faint and distant as it may be in certain seasons and circumstances of life, is why the story we tell year on year of that very special night, that first Noel, why it stays with us. A story echoed, even if only in passing illusion, in the semi-shallow stories of the season told in every medium of our culture all around us. A story made central and explicit by those who, whether by mere tradition or simple faith, are illuminated to something more, the truth of the story. He came in winter, as we tell it, says Frederick Buckner. He came in the dark and cold. The only light was starlight, and not even enough to thread a needle by or even read a book. And only for a little while did he come. He visited us. He paid us a visit. It was thousands of years ago and thousands of miles away, but it is a visit that for all our madness and cynicism, all of our indifference and despair, we have never quite forgotten. The oxen in their stalls, the smell of hay, the shepherds standing around, that child and that place are somehow the closest of all encounters, the one we are closest to, the one that brings us closest to something that cannot be told in any other way but through the near fairy tale, poetic language of faith. The power in the poetry of the prophets like Isaiah and Luke, like Mary and Malcolm Guide, is that and can show us something in poetry which can show us something we think we already know. And we think we know a lot about that first night, don't we? And in that showing, show us something more. So as we've done the first two Sundays of Advent, I want to read a poem again. This time, rather than reading a poem that draws out something more of the Advent season, I want to read a poem that draws us into a bit of the something more of that first Noel. After which, we can take advantage of the third Sunday Sabbath and rest in faith, rejoicing in the fact of darkness that there is an ever-emerging in us a song of light, of life, a song of joy. And so today's poem is Songs of the Shepherds by Richard Bauckham. We've had a, uh, an Orthodox priest, an Anglican um, rector, and now a New Testament scholar um, delivering us for our poems. And so this is what Bauckham says. One who spent his entire life thinking about not just these words, but the, and the lifestyle of the men and women who would have lived at the time that these words um, became true. The words that we read, the words, that, the story that Lily told for us. The Song of Shepherd says this. We were familiar with the night. We knew its favorite colors, its sullen silence, and its small, disturbing sounds. 
its unprovoked rages, its savage dream. Darkness is no stranger. No stranger to the shepherds, nor to you and me. And the longer we live, the more life we experience, the more familiar we are with the living nights. Though familiarity does not necessarily lead to comfort or ease, at the disturbing sounds, the unprovoked rages, the savage dreams that come in the dark. Still, as the poet continues, we slept by turns, attentive to the flock. Despite the reality of darkness, we do our jobs, responsible and steady even in the nights. We said little, night after night, there was little to say. Though full of colors and sounds, smells and dreams, what really changes in the dark? In the nights that come and keep coming, what is there to talk about when life happens the same way over and over again? But sometimes, one of us, skilled in that way, would pipe a tune of how things were for us. On occasion, someone who has the talent, a poet, a politician, a pop star, a popper, speaks for us, says for us what we already know, sings a song of life, or at least life that we feel is us, a life from our view, a life from the dark. They, says the poet, someone other than us, outside of the us, say that once, almost before time, the stars were shining voices, serenaded the new world, newborn world. The night could not contain their boundless praise. While a tune of how things are for us might ring true at night, there's another song deep within, nearly forgotten, that doesn't feel quite like our own. A song almost always sung by others, but not of things as they appeared to us, but as they were and as they might still be. Songs that ask, where were you when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Songs that declare the heavens are telling the glory of God, the expanse proclaims His handiwork, Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. Perhaps like the shepherds, outsider to a community's religious life, distant from such daily songs sung by sisters and brothers of faith. Yet nevertheless, they were formed by what forms even us, even in the darkness. Something more like folklore and fairy tale. Continue singing a counter song in the night. Just maybe. We thought they poem, don't we all? Such things are only true in fairy tales and fancy words, right? That is, until the night, a song of solar day, unutterable, unearthly, eclipsed the luminaries of the night, as though the world were exercised of dark, and coming to itself, began again. There is a night in all of our lives when we see what the psalmist and shepherds see. That we are people who walk in darkness, and yet a great light is before us. That we live in a land deep of shadows, but there's sunbursts of lights all around us, even in us. A light that eclipses all the lights and shows us the way to the sun, to the source of a new life. The light of life that has exercised darkness. Reborn, coming to itself, beginning again. Do you remember that night? Your first Noel? How long did it last? What happened next continues happening? 
For the shepherds, says the poem, later we return to the flock. They, we, nearly always return to our jobs and responsibilities in daily living, no matter how bright the revelation. The night was ominously black. The stars were silent as the sheep. The dark returns in the sky that sang so clearly and close seems closed off and only whispers its melody as before or at a distance or maybe too far to hear it all. Nights pass year on year. We clutch our meager cloaks against the cold. Our aging pipers fumbly fingers play. Everything seems to return to the way it was and moves forward in the way it has always done. Night after night. Yet something has changed. Instead of night after night saying a little, only occasionally singing how we see things, now a rhythm in the night is different. A words are always available in there and different somehow. For an earthly echo of the song that banished the dark is what seems. is on our lips flows from our hearts, is what we know now as things are. Why? Because it has stayed with us. Heaven's songs continues in our hearts and fills the darkness within and without with light. As Buckner's saying, it is still a dark world, but the darkness is different because He keeps, Jesus keeps getting born into it, brought to us even as we bring Him to each other. At Advent, the first arrival of Christmas, and in the many other arriving still, something glorious is opened up for us. We glimpse the possibility of life outside of darkness, a life exercised of darkness, a new life, a life again, only to return to the work and rhythms where light song first found us. But like the shepherds whose stories did not continue in the grandeur of fairy tale glory, but in the nights of year on year, the light whose brilliance at one moment overwhelmed, but as quickly as it came returned to the starry night, is yet not overcome by the darkness. Though small like a swaddled babe or a candle's flame, it is a light that shines on and on within us, stays with us, a light that keeps us singing for joy, echoing the songs of prophets and angels alike, until the dark is banished within and without. And so this evening, let's take a moment to quiet our hearts and minds, to still our bodies so that the words we know might draw our attention to something more, to that something more song that has stayed with us. So in the silence, here's what I want you to do. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes if you won't fall asleep. Praying as you breathe in, God expands and breathe out our joy. Take a deep breath in, God expands, hold it and breathe out our joy. Now allow the Spirit to bring to memory your first Noel. That night in which the heavens opened, you were pointed to Jesus. Maybe it didn't happen the same way as it did in Luke's gospel, but it's happened, hasn't it? where you got a glimpse behind the curtain and what seemed like a dense, distant reality, a maybe thing. Stars they could sing, all of a sudden were stars that were there singing. Let the Spirit, in the quiet of your heart, bring memory to that first time 
when the darkness turned to light. Now, ask the Spirit, show me something more. In just a moment, I'm going to reread our poem. As we read the poem, just let the Spirit, in the memory of your first Noel, bring you into the same place the shepherds were. Maybe you were unexpected. Maybe you were sitting there just going through life. Maybe you were in the dark and the sounds of the dark were overwhelming. And the dark came and you ran into to the light that beckons, but returned back to the same thing. And maybe today you find yourself in a different place, like the shepherds, back in the same place. And so ask the Spirit, show me something more. After I read the poem, I'm going to give you just a few minutes to be quiet. And in the quiet, I want you to consider something. Consider what song are you singing? Before the angels, the shepherds sang songs of how they saw the world. Or let others sing for them those songs. After the light, the shepherds kept singing. But now they sang a song that echoed the banishing of the dark. What song are you singing this Advent season? The old or the new? Let me read the poem and we'll have a few moments of quiet. Songs of the Shepherds by Richard Bockham. We were familiar with the night. We knew its favorite colors, its sullen silence, and its small disturbing sounds, its unprovoked rages, its savage dreams. We slept by turns, attentive to the flock. We said little. Night after night, there was little to say. But sometimes one of us, skilled in that way, would pipe a tune of how things were for us. They say that once, almost before time, the stars with shining voices serenaded the newborn world. The night could not contain their boundless praise. We thought that just a poem. Until the night, a song of solar glory, unutterable, unearthly, eclipsed the luminaries of the night, as though the world were exercised of dark, and, coming to itself, began again. Later, we returned to the flock. The night was ominously black. The stars were silent as the sheep. Nights pass, year on year. We clutch our meager cloaks against the cold. Our aging pipers fumbly, fumbling fingers play. Night after night, an earthly echo of the song that banished the dark. It has stayed with us. Father, we thank you for lighting the skies and the way to your sun. Enlighten our hearts that we may sing a new song wherever we find ourselves, on whichever side of life, even this evening, we find ourselves. May we rest in you and your son.